on the road again. Yes, my favorite part of you love it. Doing Actually, podcasts. you're getting me to love this. So, so exciting! Launching a new season, 2022. Now, every listener can contact us through the link wherever they listen to us. You can talk to us, tell us what you think. We're excited to hear what you think. Uh, we want your input. That's Put right. it out there. And today, we're on the road at Big Storm. I'm really excited for this one, Shannon. This is Big Storm Brewery. It's a you know, Pinellas County institution. Fantastic yep. beer. Lots of options. But today, we're doing something really cool, and we're launching a Feeding Tampa Bay beer. We are, and it's all because of you, friend. <laughs> so everybody needs to listen in. It's a little bit longer than our normal, but... It's but because it's there's a it. ton of people That's in right. it. We have a bunch of special so, guests. And then we do special yeah. guests, people chiming in. We're live. It's fun. Have a great time. And you know what? Get yourself to a big storm because you're going to want to try this beer, man. So we're at one of Matt's favorite things to do first. We're on site. Yes. We're out in the town, but we're at Big Storm, one of Matt's favorite locations. Anytime we have a Work gathering, anything, big storm. storm. I don't care where you live in Tampa Bay, you're crushing it and hitting it all the way to Clearwater in big storm. But it's a it's a big day, and we'll talk about that later. But we've got some great people with us. Why don't you introduce them? Yeah, so you know, I love Big Storm. I love their apparel. I love their beer. I love the just the vibe and the way they're part of our community. Yep. And so, uh, who better to talk about it than uh, the partners who who make it all happen? So, today we have LJ and Shannon with us. Welcome to the podcast, guys. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Really excited to have this. So, um, why are we here today? Um, We're here today to drink for the first time Hops for Hunger, our collab beer. Yeah. I love it. Collab beer. Our our collab, really, that's amazing that we have a beer. But wait, wait, I don't even want to go there yet because I want to know about Big Storm. Mm. So he hangs out here. I've come here a few times and loved every minute of it. But I went to Big Storm, I think, not really sure, kind of in a warehouse district near Trinity, Florida. Yep. Like it feels like a hundred years ago, I was much younger (laughs) and and more svelte at the time. So that was a long time ago. So tell me about that. How long has this been going on? So the brewery started in 2012 in a 2,500 square foot warehouse in an industrial park in the West Pasco Industrial Park. That's where I was. Yeah. So yeah. now so, I even feel older. Thanks. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it was 20. Well, I don't know if you were there in 2012, but that's when we started. Uh, right. And, um, you know, we're, we're celebrating our 10th year this year and, uh, which is super cool. I mean, look, any business making it this long, that's, that's a remarkable feat, let alone the growth we're still having. And, um, we've been so busy. It actually took a moment to kind of like someone said, Hey, you know, this is 10 years. I had I really hadn't even thought wow. about it, but, um, you know, we, we built this facility, I think it was six years ago, no, seven years ago. Yeah. Um, so we, we always say, you know, born in Pasco, raised in Pinellas, right? That's no slight to Pasco. It's just we were a very yeah. small facility up there, right? right? Yeah. Uh, now, what's super cool is that facility eventually moved around the corner to someplace bigger, and that's the home where we produce all of our soured beer. And that's gotcha. all we do up there is soured beer. So, um, you know, Pasco will always be where we were born, yeah. right? But this facility is our production facility with our distillery, our tasting room, and some expanded services coming in the next couple of years, right? But, yeah, uh, yeah that, you know, listen, I, like everybody, we had the, the dream of, of making beer for a living, and, and we're still doing that, so you, it's cool. Right, and I know the back, dream, literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure, and it's amazing. And then even back then, you had a food truck, and now you have a full menu. Yeah. Yeah, full menu, all the locations, because, you know, we've actually grown not just from Pasco to here in Pinellas County, but, you know, mm-hmm. we now have a location in Cape Cole. We have a location in Orlando. We're getting ready to open a location in Ybor City in Tampa. Uh, we have our sister brewery, which is in Punta Gorda, which is Fat Point Brewing. Wow. Uh, so, you know, we've, we've come a long way in the last 10 years. Uh, one of the things that LJ and I joke about is our is our Christmas holiday party. You know, three years ago, we hosted our first holiday party, and, you know, we, we did it right here in this little tap room here in the mm-hmm. front. And the following year, we had to expand it to another location. And this past year, we're renting an entire warehouse facility in downtown St. Pete, just from the sheer amount of people there that that are employed by us, which is very humbling, quite frankly. You know, when you're you're sitting there and you're watching everybody that you know that that you work with day in and day out and rolling your sleeves up, and uh, we've come a long way. Come a long way. Well, and that's because it's good, right? The product that you guys have is excellent. The way you serve is is fantastic. You're great partners in the community. So it's just a reflection. That growth, I think, is a reflection on on what you've built and how you've built it. And so uh, it all starts with the beer. So let's talk about it. Sure. Right? So you put a flight in front of us. Do a flight in front of you. Uh, So these are... 
four of our main staple beers. Um, we have Bromosa, Key Lime, uh, Sunny Key Lime, Wave Maker, and Tropic Pressure. Um, these are these are the four beers that are pretty much that we're known for in the market. Uh, used to always be our original beer, which was Wave Maker. Wave Maker was the what we call our OG beer, the original beer that was crafted uh, by the original partners and founders of the company, and we still have it. It does, still does a tremendous job. It's a fantastic amber ale. Um, but believe it or not, we've now become known for something completely different, which is Bromosa, which is a tangerine IPA. Yeah. So that's number one. So if you want to try the first so. one, that's number one. So yeah. you go with the tangerine IPA. So one of the things that we're really proud about is there's no artificial flavors in the beer. Mm. This is uh, it's a real tangerine puree that we take and we that we that we put Yum. into the brewing process. Thank you. So even your non-IPA drinkers really have a, an opportunity to enjoy this IPA. Um, you, for the hop heads, you know, you still have the hop on the backside. Um, so we're, we're very, very, really proud about this beer. I mean, it's, it's, it's picked up a tremendous amount of traction. Uh, when we're, we're now launching out of state, and it's the number one beer that's launching out of state right now in New Jersey and Texas and Tennessee and some of these other places that we're launching. So Ramosa is our number one selling beer. Until this podcast. And Until then, the podcast. Uh, then Hops yes. for Hunger is yes. falling right, right behind yes. it, right? Exactly. And that, and that right. beer actually just won a medal at uh, Great American Beer Fest, so won a bronze oh, medal in um, the experimental IPA category, right? So, you know, really I can't think of a bigger category that denotes innovation for a brewery than experimental IPA. And, um, you know, it's certainly an inside the industry award, but um, that's great recognition to what I think the liquid is. Right, so the team that produced it, you know, our, our brew staff deserves a lot of credit. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and to touch on that a little bit too is with, with the award, most of the times those, those awards are, are given to, you know, singular one-off type of beers. Um, right. And, yeah. you know, and, and we're, this you're is our, this right. a mass produced right. macro beer for us. I mean, it's not yeah. macro in yeah. terms yeah. of the, of the nation, but it is our largest, you know, produced beer that we right. do. And for us to win an award on that is a testament really to the production staff. I mean, it's our head brewer, his team, um, and everybody that that's involved under him. So it's a really testament to those guys. Yeah. I'm normally not an IPA guy, but I grew up with a tangerine tree in my backyard and like yeah. that taste is really sure. super authentic. It tastes like a tangerine. I, sure. I love it. So it's good stuff. Yeah, but number two. Number two. My favorite. That's your jam, right? Get, yeah. Yes, this Uh-oh. is my favorite. Let me taste. Yeah, so I've Shannon, you had tell this. Us. You've had this one? Well, I've been here with him, so. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yep. When he's that's buying, right. you don't have a choice. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, again, I mean, so the big thing with the number two is it's real key lime. So it's real key lime puree. Again, no artificial flavors, no extracts. So uh, no additives. It's it's you're drinking real fruit. It's with First your. First of all, it in. smells phenomenal. Very yeah, good on thanks. the nose. Very good on the nose. Thank you. Uh, but it's a it's a wheat beer. Uh, you used to know it as Key Lime Shandy. That's right. Um, so we kind of repositioned it for some marketing purposes, and uh, we also turned it into a year-round beer. It used to be a summer beer. Uh, so we've now we, we now produce it year-round, has year-round placements throughout the community and throughout the state. Uh, so that's that's one of the main reasons we changed. So I, mean, I, I know you have a shirt that says Shandy. We'll have to get that's you right. another, so we'll one. Get another one. Well, we'll actually, one. it's a collector's item now. So, oh, yeah, you know, right. you put it up yeah, there. That, up all that swag. It, yeah. yeah, there you that's go. That's right. We'll get an NFT for it. There put you go. I love it. A little spin on that one. So I love the fruit beers. So these are amazing. I have a really quick. Well, we can. What is the third? Let's move into that, and then I can ask sure. my question. Yeah, Wave Maker. So that's that's yeah. the, the original, the original the OG, Florida OG oh. craft amber beer. So, and I can tell you, you know, quick story of how that beer came to fruition. So, you know, back in the back when um, Big Storm started, uh, the idea was what macro products did you emulate? Did you love? Like, what was your reason to getting into beer? And it was Yingling in Tampa. Yeah. So the lore goes, you know, one of our employees um, took the tour so many times for fr- to, you'd get free beer at the end of the tour <laughs> that it, by the end of his, before the brewery started, they were just saying, just go give the tour. Like, <laughs> go give the tour and, you, you know, we'll give you some beer to leave. And that's a true story. I mean, so, you know, uh, Wavemaker was absolutely the first beer we put in a distribution. It's evolved over time. And I think its iteration right now is the best it's ever been. Right. So uh, super Very happy good. about it. Very good. And, and this is one of those beers that, like, you feel safe putting it in your fridge all the time for whoever comes over because yeah. everybody's going to like yeah. it. It's a, it's a beer drinker's beer. It's yeah. an ale. Everyone, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it appeals to a lot of different people. Yeah, because you know, a lot of other beers, you know, you have friends who, oh, I only drink IPAs or, right. you know, I really like the dark stuff or I have a buddy who lives next door and he's always coming up with, like, 
Guinness chocolate stout with marshmallow or I, it's just crazy <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah, we're just talking about one. Sounds kind of fun. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. Listen. Okay. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's not fun anymore. I mean, I promise you, it's probably not fun on the on the production side. Yeah, I can imagine. There's only so many of those you can drink, right? So when we were talking, yeah, yeah. Before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about the production side. Yeah. I know we have some more beers to taste, but I was really curious. You know, it was interesting what you guys were talking about, about the challenges. You know, it's not just all, you know, let's, let's cheers and beers. It's right. a lot of work, work. behind yeah. what yeah. you do. And in a lot of ways, we feel some kinship as you started talking about some of your challenges. Yeah, yeah listen, I always tell people if they love beer, don't start a brewery. Because, you know, <laughs> most people ask me, well, what's my favorite beer? And I say scotch. And it's not, it's not that I don't, I love beer, right? I'm a big fat guy. I love, clearly love beer. <laughs> Uh, it's just that, you know, you know, the, the difficulties of what went into making it, you just don't necessarily want to look at it every day when you go home. Right. 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 And so I always tell people it's all the complexities of precision manufacturing, adding food grade uh, compliance requirements and shelf stability timelines. Right. And so uh, there are so many things that can go wrong in any of these beers in front of you they far outweigh the things that can go right. So what's in front of you is what can go right. But there are so many problems, and some of them just genuinely outside of our control. Most brewers would tell you they're not, they don't brew beer, they wrangle yeast and they clean tanks. And that's really true, right? You know, to <laughs> get what kegs, you have right? in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> so to get what you have in front of you, you have to keep the yeast happy. Because without that, nothing else really matters. And so it is amazingly, amazingly complex. Um, you know, I, I will say the level of I respect for every brewery, you know, whether it's bigger or smaller, but especially the ones that are massive, right. right? To produce the same thing all the time, every time, you know, in more than one facility is just remarkable, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you, you know, he touched on it, but, you know, we, we, we reference football a lot around yeah. here for a lot of different reasons. But, you know, one of the things, you know, that they say in football is like, a lot of coaches don't like to pass. And well, well, why don't you like to pass? Well, if you, every time you draw back to pass, only, only one good thing can happen and, lots and four of bad, bad things. things. Right. Yep. So we're going to continue to run the ball. So I mean, it's the same thing here when we're brewing beer. I mean, you know, you got to thread a needle every single time. You got to make sure that you're putting out very consistent product. And if you want to grow at the rate that we are growing, you have to make sure you do it day in and day out. You don't take those breaks and those days off. You know, we tell our entire team, play hard, like really enjoy the, the business of beer, but you got to work that much harder right Right. well and and in a lot of ways the way you do it is even harder because you're using authentic ingredients you you know we'll start talking about pasco county honey here in a little bit but you know key limes it's not like you can get key limes all the time everywhere well listen that was we we used to we brewed a beer um i know tampa brewing does the same thing kumquat rattler so uh we brewed a beer kumquat rattler right uh it was a 99 rated scored beer best beer in Florida, but got DQ'd because it was the wrong category. Fine, whatever. We don't do this for awards, right? Um, but it's the highest awarded rated beer we've ever had at a competi- at that competition. And the next year, we decided we're just not brewing it anymore because getting kumquats after the devastating weather the year before was just so impossible right. that we're like, guys, I don't know if we can do this and replicate what we've done in the past. Because again, it's another natural ingredient. And so... You know, the output of the quality kumquat is not something that's impacted in four months, right? There's so many factors that go into that fruit. And then all the factors on an exponential scale that go into the beer, you know, we just kind of gave that one up and said, we could, maybe we should, but let's just not anymore. So I think the key takeaway, though, I'm hearing limes, I'm hearing oranges, I'm hearing tangerines. Mm -hmm. This is really about health. Right. This is about fruits and vegetables. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's at yep. least what I keep telling myself. Yes. Right? I was going to say. <laughs> I say, I'm not sure. That, it's, it's, it's the basic food groups. For Somewhere sure. on the That's pyramid. Right. That's right. Yeah. Somewhere on the yeah. food okay. I mean, the grains are involved in there, too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Yeah. That, you know, all it's on the all my plate continuum. Right? It's all healthy. <laughs> yeah. All yep. healthy. So tell us what beer number four is. What's four? Beer number four is Tropic Pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tropic Pressure is a hibiscus golden ale. Um it's just oh, a very refreshing, um, easy drinking beer. Um, it's it's really straightforward, crisp on the backside. Mm-hmm. It's a hint of cinnamon. Not everybody can kind of pick it up, but there is a hint of cinnamon that refreshes and cleans your palate on the, you know, when you finish it. Uh, but it's it, this appeals to you know. So we always get the question, you know, when people are new to going to breweries, they come inside of the tap room, they say, okay, well, what's the lightest beer you have? 
you know, they're 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 just they're they're sometimes scared to try all the different craft beers that they have. Right. So this is one of the lighter beers that we have that we can offer them in addition to one of our lagers and blondes and things like that. So if they really, it's like it's an entry level into that craft variety, mm-hmm. uh, and it. it we tend to like it pretty much. Well, though, though Shannon called me out for the key lime beer, I'll tell you the one that's in my fridge most often is Tropic Pressure oh, because yeah. it's my wife's favorite. There you go. So, yeah, this that is, is the wife. demographic that it, it, it does appeal to that demographic. There's no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, she loves Could it. Could be the packaging. I'm not sure. <laughs> right? It's a little sweeter, I, right? Less bitter. Well, and I want to talk about that for a second too, Shannon, because one of the things I love about Big Storm is the way in which you market things, the the care that you take with the designs of your, you know, cans, with the logos that you have. It's such cool graphic work that I think that really adds to the whole experience. No, I, I think I, I appreciate that. I think that's a good take on it. Um, you know, Elge and I, we, we kind of point in, into the direction that we want things to go. And I got to give a lot of the credit, honestly, to the marketing team because, yeah. you know, they, they're the ones that, that get it done and really kind of put it and make it work. Yeah. Uh, we know our graphic designer that we have is tremendous. He's a he's a published artist. You know he he goes to he, d- he does the art shows and sells artwork and all that. So we're very fortunate to have him. Um, and with the input of our rest of our marketing team, our social media coordinator, and the different folks that are in there, so we point them in the right direction. But I mean, you got to give the credit to the team. The it's team re- the team really does it more so than anything that that we do. So I think it's, it's very rare we send them back to the drawing board. And very rare. I'd say more often than not, when we do, it's on us, right? So we had a whole project with our Bloody Mary mix. I had this whole concept in my head when I saw it on paper. I said, what you did was phenomenal. What I wanted you to do was terrible. You know, I mean, really, what you did was really was great. You should sell that no, no, art, Yeah, no, it's going to go on our It was awesome. And, yeah. and, you know, I'm like, I'm sorry I had your work on this, but bad, that was a bad idea. Bad idea, right? Yeah. Um, wow. I thought it would look better. I just didn't know what I was what I was getting into. So, yeah, no, we, you know, I, I think it's really easy. We, we get complimented a lot on the things here and. Well, I'm not just saying this. I mean, really, we're really lucky to have a team we have, you know, from from a good partner, right? And down. I mean, you know, we know a lot of brewers that they own 100% of the place, and I that is more lonely days than good days, right? You yeah. know, at its darkest day at COVID, I can tell you with absolute uh, clarity and recollection, there was never a dark moment. You know, Shannon, myself, Joel, our head brewer, and a few of our other partners got together that Saturday. What are we going to do? And it was probably the calmest forward progress we've made and anything we've ever done here uh, because we have a good team. Right? right. So yeah, thank you for the compliment. I'm sure, I'm sure, or our graphic designer will love to hear that. And the rest of the team will love to hear that, but really, you know, well, Shannon's right. Florida blues mission is to help people and communities achieve better health in partnership with feeding Tampa Bay. Their collective goal is a hunger free Tampa Bay by 2025. How will we do that? by ensuring that all our neighbors have access to fresh, nutritious food that is essential to a healthy and capable lifestyle. We invite you to join the movement. Visit hungerfree2025.com. You know, how you do anything is how you do everything, right? right. And so you you take care and time and, and do things at, at a high level of quality. Yeah. And it's another one of those reasons why I think this is such a great partnership because we think the same about our team. Right. We have fantastic marketing team. We have a fantastic team on the distribution side, on the food procurement side. So there are so many similarities, which I find just That's kind true. of, you know, yep. you wouldn't think that there's so much in common between a brewery and a nonprofit that, that distributes food, but there really is. Yeah, you know, no. When you get down to it. Especially we're, operationally, there was probably a lot more similarities in an operation that then you'd think of from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, we have three pillars that we really try to pride ourselves on, which is, you know, one is be authentic. You know, we, we, want, we want to be true yeah. to who we are. We're not trying to be somebody else. We want to really be, you know, you know, put together our product and our vision and the way that we see things. Two is to create experiences. But three, really what you're talking about is quality. Our third one is quality wins. You know, and so sometimes it might take a little longer, i.e. the project that we're working with you guys. You know, we right. started talking yeah. about this last Super well, Bowl. Well, you know, I, you know? I think <laughs> someone asked me earlier, they said, how did this come together? I'm like, I don't know. It's social media, I guess. I don't know. And then it wasn't until you reminded me. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, this was a year ago yeah. that we started right. talking about that, right? Yeah. And so, you know, that's exactly right. I mean, things, they take they take the time to take, but we we try, right? We try to do them the right way, the right way. You know, right. And that's, that's the perfect transition to the origin story, right? Yeah. We, you know... As Shannon mentioned at the at the top of the podcast, love you guys. Have, have hosted events here before, mm-hmm. and last year, you know, LJ, you were fortunate enough to go to the Super Bowl, yep. and then you had a great time with it, right? <laughs> yep. And so, I'm at home watching my Bucks, 
destroy the Chiefs, which is always awesome, yeah. right? Great day. memories to look back on. And then I just happened to be flicking through my social media, and I saw you having a good time. Sure. So tell us a little bit about what you were doing on oh. social media that caught my attention. Um, so, you know, I had been there throughout most of the day, uh, partaking in alcoholic beverages and camaraderie. And I had just had that one one too many to post something on social media and one one not enough to post it efficiently, right? And it was uh, calling attention to my cardboard cutout. So those who don't remember, to, to keep the stadium looking full and as a measure of fundraising, uh, they sold cardboard cutouts for the seats that could not be occupied for COVID restrictions, right? Yeah. So, right. We benefited um, from that. That's yes. right, yeah. And so, you know, I... Um, Oh, you benefited from the money from that? That's great. Yeah, 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 awesome. Awesome. Super awesome. Yeah. awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't so, know so that thank either. you. Yeah, you're welcome. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, I uh, was messing with this cardboard cutout. I tried to steal the cardboard cutout. I was told I couldn't steal it. But then later on, I found out people stole theirs. So I was always a little upset. But, um, yeah, I, I'm like, hey, find this guy. We do have a bunch right now. <laughs> the company that actually printed Truth them sent us like 25 of them. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with these now. So... You yeah. have a full brewery. You don't need to pretend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and it was, uh, listen, let's find this guy. In my mind, I, I, I thought that, and I named him Frank. I thought this guy was a Chiefs fan, uh, you know, who uh, couldn't come to the game because of a COVID restriction. And this was his lifelong dream to see them there. And, you know, I, I've been fortunate to go to a few Super Bowls, right? And so the one thing I tell you about all of them is the, the game is the game, right? That's in the experience. But, it, but the real experience is everything leading up to the game. Right. And so... Most people don't fly in the game and leave the next day. They leave and they enjoy the city. And so in my mind, it was like this guy, this middle school PE coach, uh, <laughs> Frank, did not get to experience Tampa Bay. Yeah. And so I'm like, let's find this dude and fly him to Florida. And, you know, in hindsight, that could have gone so bad. Like, <laughs> I'm lucky with Frank was a – his real name isn't Frank, it's Clayton. But, you know, was was a good guy. He's a really, really good guy. And we were texting this weekend about the games, right? Um well, we found Frank, and you know, I always tell the story. I told Clayton himself, I'm like, if you couldn't have waited 48 hours because we had Good Morning America, we had Jimmy Kimmel, we had everything lined up. Let's find this guy because it was this great story in a year of depressing news, right? Right, right? and it was about somebody who doesn't know somebody wanting to do something nice for that person. Yep. Um, so it became this thing, and you know, it was cool. It's super cool for the brewery and uh, for everyone around us. You know, it's how much pride everyone here that worked here took in the story. But you knew it kind of became its own thing when my grandmother in Boston, outside Boston is texting me at the exact same time. Well, her texting is a story in itself, but <laughs> her texting me at the exact same time as my friends in Cleveland are seeing the 11 o'clock news as our colleagues out in California on, you know, three hours later at their 11 o'clock news, right? right. right. They really got packaged up and sold around as this cool story. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's the nexus, right? It was this earned media that we got and the story kind of evolved. And, you know, I know Mike Sutton and I talk about all the time from Habitat about right. the story and everything else. And we were fortunate enough to find him like I said we flew him down here and he got the, t the Tampa Bay experience for a weekend and you know little did I know that the dude comes here every year right he, <laughs> he comes to Tampa every year and no, um, just keep it as the fantasy of Frank yeah of course right coach, it would have been right? a lot better if he kept that part to yeah. himself yeah yeah we didn't yeah well he couldn't come because of COVID so they were gonna oh. go to Disney and they couldn't yeah. come and there's two young sons were so upset they didn't get to see Mickey and it was like well yeah but you should come now and go to Disney you know um Yes. Talked a few times and he's a cool cat, man. Like right. he's a good guy. And so that's where I stumble yeah. into the middle of somebody else's great story. And I just reached out to LJ and I said, Hey, I love this. You know, the, the cutouts benefit feeding Tampa Bay. So we were already kind of paying attention to that. And we were really excited about it. And then you guys had hosted our, you know, my little subgroup of, of our fundraiser when we had to go virtual, we, uh, broke off and came here personally and cool. did the fundraiser together here at uh, you know, at the brew house. And, um, and so I just reached out and I said, hey, that's awesome. And you commented back. He was like, oh, cool. You know, I'm glad to meet you. And, and I said, we should do something together. And to your credit, you were like, let's do it. Right. I appreciate feeding Tampa Bay. You know, let's let's make this happen. And so we just kind of took off from there. And uh, that's really the extent of what I get credit for. I just stepped out of the way and let good yeah. stuff happen. Well, listen, I, I've said this a few times uh, about this project. You know, I mean, we, we did the easy part. Right. I mean, we're, we're, we're brewing beer. It's what we do every day. We brew beer. We sell beer. Uh, you guys are doing the Lord's work. Right. I mean, you are. You, you're helping families. We don't get to do that. Um, and so when given that opportunity, uh, you know, it's, uh, there's nothing really to think about, right? Like, you know, breweries do not survive if not for community. Like, that is the whole thing. I mean, we've, we've jokingly talked about this, but, you know, 
as long as long as you're respectful, I'll welcome anybody here to have any colloquy and discourse you want and conversation, and because that's what we should, right? We should be connecting and, and supporting community on whatever side of the aisle. Like, and use that term any way you want, right? Right. Um, but it makes it really easy when a group that really is doing the Lord's work says, hey, you want to brew a beer with us or you want to do something together? I'm sorry. It's like, yeah, let's yeah. brew a beer. Well, yeah, of course. That's super easy, right? So um, it was excited. an easy yes. Yeah, th- thank you for <laughs> yeah, including us. I'd go the other yeah. way. Yeah, I yeah. would too. Yeah. Well, that would you too. know, and, and really, I'll, I'll step out at that point because Shannon came in and took over and, and had a great idea for how we could make it real. So why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of what happened from there? Yeah, you know, I mean, it was it was a seamless transition, I believe. You know, we, we dealt with some some bodies that, that are no longer, I think, on both of our teams. But, you know, I mean, I, th- I think that added to the fact that, you know, it kind of prolonged it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think it was a very easy selection in terms of what we called the beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys have a wheat stock in your <laughs> yes. logo. Right. So, right. I mean, of course it was going to no be brainer. a wheat beer. I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, it's like yeah. a layup. I mean, you right. want to about low-hanging fruit. I mean, what do you got to brew? We're going to brew a... Matt, we're brewing a wheat beer. I mean, I mean, let's keep it simple. I mean, right. what are we talking yeah. about? Right. Um, so that, that part was easy. You know, that part was easy. And the other stuff took care of itself. Um, you know, the artwork, I mean, I, you know, easy changes. I mean, little little tweak here, little tweak there, getting mm-hmm. the can going. Um, you know, and, you know, I, I did the interview earlier today with, you know, Fox, you know, and I mentioned during that interview, I, th- I feel like this is just the tip of the iceberg for this product, yeah, I agree. you know, on this project. Yeah. Yep. You know, if you remember, like, some of the initial conversations was to really get, like, some different major grocers involved. That's right. To get some yeah. restaurant groups involved. And I know that we wanted to get this off the ground, and I'm happy that we are doing it today. But I think longer term, I think, you know, when we, we really start exploring those conversations and those relationships to really allow this to really, you know, grab foot to what to what are the things that we're doing. You know, we talked a little bit, you know, before we jumped on this podcast, you know, about, you know, our history in football. Well, as a 20-year high school football coach, most of which was spent as a head football coach, you wouldn't believe the number one thing that I had to worry about with my players was food. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. so yes. many of yeah. my players, you know, they struggled. They didn't know where they were going to get their next meal. So a big that part, way. and this is why this, is, yeah. this, this hits home for us and for me specifically, it is that you know we would I would worry about how are they eating breakfast, how are they eating lunch, how are they eating before practice? Do they have dinner when they go home from practice? You know, so those are the things that we try to do even as football coaches. You know, for the last 20 years. So for working with feeding with Tampa Bay, feeding Tampa Bay, this is a no-brainer. I mean, this is just doing the things that because I don't coach football anymore. I don't have time. I wish I could. Maybe one of these days I'll go do it again and coach little six-year-olds. I don't really know, but. You know, being able to continue to do the things that I was doing before and the things that LJ was doing before and, and, and LJ's father, Leo, was doing before and really helping people, you know. Yes, we have a business, but we want to help people. This is what we do. I mean, it's, it's kind of our DNA. That's I, I love that, and it, it hits home for me. My wife is a teacher. She has a, a lot of those same kind of challenges with students and, and yeah. thinks through that all the time. That's really how I first came to understand the issue of hunger was around that mm. that same concept. Sure. So let's get to it. We, we've tasted the other beers. Oh, we've yeah. talked about it. Other people have offered me this as we got ready, and I've said no over and over. But now it's time to toast cheers, and really fellas. taste cheers. this thing. Yeah. Yes, Thank cheers. you for cheers. all yes. that you're doing Thank for you. us. Thank yeah. you, gentlemen. Cheers. cheers. Pops for hunger. There you go. Oh. oh, that's good. Uh huh. Yep. So we're getting a lot of positive responses throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a honey orange wheat beer. The honey that we're procuring from right here in Pasco County. Um, the oranges that we're procuring here from Florida. Uh, it's just a very easy drinking, very nice. subtle oranges. Oh, you can so taste good. the sweetness of the honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 4.8 ABV, and it's an easy drinking beer. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is, even without it being the Feeding Tampa Bay branded beer, this would be in my rotation. I love this beer. This is yeah, really I good. Well. So I, I think this is the closest thing we've brewed to a uh, beer we used to brew called Arcus. Mm-hmm. Uh, pale ale that had honey in it. Queen Kathleen, that, uh, our little apiary. That same place the honey still comes from, right? And so when I, when I drink this, I get like the lighter a lighter modern version of what Arcus was, right? You still get that syrupy from the honey that's in there. Um, you know, you have a little bitterness on the backside. It's a little more viscous than, than another 4.8, but yeah. that's the intent, right? So it's supposed good. to be. Um, you know, I think this is a beer that really pairs well with a lot of food. Um, certainly, uh, you know, they're obviously certain styles always pair better than others, but I think this right. pairs with a lot of things really well. So uh, we're happy with it. We're, I think it's really cool. Uh, yeah, and I would, for sure, it pairs with a lot of different stuff, but 
you know, when I drove in today, I parked in the parking lot, walked past the smoker oh, on yeah. the way in. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah, the right barbecue. way, right? He's yeah. smelled, and you guys have awesome barbecue here. I don't yeah, think thanks. a lot of people might not know that the food here mm-hmm. is done, oh, again, yeah. at that same level of quality yeah. as the beer, as the experience, as the artwork. And so... I could definitely see drinking yeah. this alongside a pulled pork sandwich. For sure. sure. Yeah, no, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. I mean, we do. I mean, I, it's, we, you mentioned that, but, you know, we, we pride ourselves in our, on our food side as well. Um, because as I mentioned, one of the pillars is, is experiences, create experiences for people. Um, so whether you're drinking a beer on the beach in Fort Lauderdale or you're here at our tap room experiencing our food and our live music on the weekends and drinking our great beer, is we want to make sure that you walk away with a tremendous um, experience from our server to our food to our beer to everything about our complex. So we take a lot of pride in that. So, so I mean, we we we, we, talk, we joke about uh, we've talked about more than once about shared uh, my friend and a, and a former employee of Shannon's in a previous life, both in this small oh, I say small town, but outside Indiana, right? Mishawaka, yeah, Mishawaka. Mishawaka, Indiana, Mishawaka. right? And I and I always think about uh, my buddy Josh, and he talks about he, he his favorite beer is Corona, right? And it's Corona while he would sit in his basement next to his 250-gallon saltwater fish tank watching Notre Dame football and away games because for those three hours, he was not in snow-cold Mishawaka. Right. He's on a beach somewhere watching you know, watching uh, Notre Dame, right? Team, yeah. And so you know, when we brew like Sunny Key Lime, you mentioned that earlier, that's your favorite, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when, we, when, when, I, when somebody drinks that beer, obviously it has to taste great. It has to, all those things, have, those are check boxes. But I think if we, fa- we fail... Uh, on the brewing, if that doesn't take you back to either the original experience you had, which you know, hopefully was very positive, <laughs> or like someone who was on vacation had it on Clearwater Beach, and when they drink this, you know, out of state, because we've launched out of state, uh, you know, Jersey, Pennsylvania, Texas, and others, and that brings, if that doesn't bring them back to the same experience, then, then we didn't hit the mark, right? Well, now We're it's officially my second favorite beer, by the way. Oh, all right, so. well, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I was going to say it's not anymore. There you that's go. right, that's right. There but you go. no, I, I love that concept because. It is interesting how different experiences can bring you back. We talk about this all the time on this podcast. It's, in yeah. fact, it's one of the things we hit every time, and we haven't gotten to you guys about this yet, but the, the idea of a connection of some you know, tasting experience with a great memory yeah. is, is core to what we've always talked yes. about on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's whether it's a favorite beverage or a favorite food, so we're going we're gonna to close out the show today asking each of you guys this question. Favorite food or favorite beverage, favorite memory around a table. LJ, you go first. Favorite memory. Uh, well, I would say it's a series of them, but it's the same okay. thing, right? Yeah. So um, Thanksgiving in my house was my family. That was yeah. my family experience, right? And so... My mother is an educator in linguistics, and for years she taught um, uh, graduate-level students from other countries who were here getting a graduate degree, but English was not their first language. And so the concept of, you know, uh, education as English as a second language is kind of universal to everyone who doesn't speak English. That was the camaraderie. And so Thanksgiving for us was this introduction to American culture, right? Um, And so... Whether the meal was good or bad, that doesn't really matter. Uh, it was this breaking of bread with every year, sometimes with the same people, but a lot of times with brand new people. You know, right. so that was probably my favorite. It's always been a memory of mine growing up. I love yeah. it. Wow, you, that's yeah. awesome. And that warmth, that yeah, vibe yeah, of course. Of Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that's what we always did. It was not Christmas. It was not anything else. It was, that was our, and still is to this day, that is the, the family meal, right? So, yeah, that's it. awesome. That's fantastic. Shannon, what about you? Yeah, you know, for me, I mean, anybody that knows me, and it's really not one specific memory, you know, for family, but anyone that knows me knows how much I dote after my kids. So, you know, my son plays college football. My daughter's a college cheerleader. My, my youngest daughter is involved in athletics at a very high level. So my favorite memories are really just supporting them, you know, just being at their events, you know, whether it's a competition in the middle of Atlanta or Indianapolis or flying up to Connecticut in the freezing snow to watch my son play football. And, you know, those are those are things that, you know, I I always tell parents, you know, growing up, you know, especially the young ones. I mean, I feel like I'm still a young parent. I just have old kids, but <laughs> you know, you I, never figure, out, you know, I never figure it out. I never figure it out. Exactly right. I mean, I feel like I'm young, but I don't know. Yeah. But you know, is is you can't get that time back. 
No, yeah. you can't get the time back. So, you know, there's always going to be another day you can respond to an email. There's always another day that you can take that conference call. There's always another day you can fly out to do a business trip. You'll never get that time back with your kids and their experiences that they have. So for me, it's it's always it always surrounds my kids and supporting them in the things that they do. And if it means extra work, then it means extra work for me. But I'm going to make sure I, I support them the best I can. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's, it's always fun to introduce your kids to something that you love, right? And, you know, as a football coach, I'm sure coaching your son was just an awesome experience and helping him learn to love the game the way you do. We always go, you know, I went to Florida State. Shannon is a, is a knoll, too. And uh, every year I take my boys up to a game. And one of the things that we always do is go to our favorite restaurants. That's great. Right? Connecting mm-hmm. with those memories. Yep, and so exactly right. They love Momo's with those pizza slices as big as your head. And mm-hmm. they love Gordo's and the Cuban that you can get in Tallahassee, but it's really a Tampa sandwich, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, and, and I love that, that idea of just connecting those memories with, with the kids because you're right. You're, you Once that time is gone, it's gone. Yeah, It's gone. You can't get it back. Yeah, Yeah. you don't. And it's got to be, as a coach, it it has to be the most thrilling thing for you to be watching your kids. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun. I mean, heck, I coach this kid right here. So, (laughs) I mean. Cheers to that. Yeah, cheers to that. So with that, thank you guys so much for sitting down with us. Thank you for the beer. We're excited about this new partnership. There's going to be more, I I feel, because. There's a lot to come. We align with so much uh, that your uh, big storm is about. And Feeding Tampa Bay is so much about the same thing. Um, but thank you. And up next, you guys, we have people that are going to come in that have been tasting this beer uh, throughout this location. Awesome. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Great. But we know it's all going to be the same. Awesome. Cool. Amazing. Thank you Thanks both so much, very much. Yeah, appreciate, you know, appreciate you guys really having appreciate us. you guys. Thank, thank you. you. Awesome. Wow. Okay. Right. Now I'm excited because we have actually a peer and an a defector. I'm still a peer. I am still a peer. <laughs> no, I, I'm lying. You know what? Chris left us but he does come to our events and you know what the man still volunteers and he wore his shirt tonight he's been a huge champion for the cause yes always mega man always. If, I, if, I, if i can say to anybody we have we need volunteers 365 days a year oh my There's god, god bless his heart. oh my gosh you know what from uh the first day you showed up friends always you'll be feeding tampa bay and now, so, we're here, Clarissa, now we're here drinking beer right Heck, <laughs> that's who, part of the who job wouldn't want to and clarissa of course um who runs our, our child programs. That's right. So, you know, you know I love being on site. You also know my favorite podcast every year is Humans of the Food Bank. Yes. So we had to bring them two together, right? So we yes. have a couple of Humans of the Food Bank with us. Yes. There you go. Clarissa has been on the programs team even before I was on yeah. the programs team. Yeah, before, she's an OG. She's OG. Yeah. Clarissa uh, uh, taught me about yeah. food banking, right. to yeah. be honest. She's still teaching me about food banking. Let's me be clear. too. It I got to tell you. about seven years. Yeah. Yep. She's no, been with Feeding Tampa Bay. She's a rock star for sure. For seven years. Yeah. For us, that's a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So awesome to have you guys on the show. Thanks for coming out. Of Chris, course. how's the beer? That's the real big question. Yeah, that's why we're here. I think two things I would say. One, very, very good beer. Uh, good body, really nice, light, refreshing taste. But whoever did the branding, I mean, how amazing is right. that? I the mean, can is gorgeous. I mean, the can's right? awesome. Yeah, it's, and, and, and describe the wheats in there, the oranges in there. I mean, it, it, it's literally our brand in a beer. You know, it is. So, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. It's, it's good. Our team is good. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> right. So here's the other thing you love about Clarissa is when there's chaos, she finds a way. Yes. <laughs> and Clarissa's not much of a beer drinker, but... That's not going to stop Clarissa from being on our beer episode. Right? <laughs> Clarissa brings a whole crew with her. Yeah. So that instead of just one colleague drinking beer and being on our show, she's got five people out there yep. drinking beer Brought for her. Actually, eight and the toddler. There yes, you go. The toddler's toddler not here. drinking the beer, though, right? With his cowboy boots. I mean, <laughs> no, when it's closer to drink. bedtime and you need him to calm <laughs> down, right? Like, stop. <laughs> so, what yeah. did your crew think? So, they loved it. And I'm not a beer drinker like Matt mentioned but I tried this was like wait hold up maybe I've been drinking the wrong beer it was really good good so it's delicious so everyone should do what come and buy it and try it yes absolutely it's delicious and 10% of everything sold comes to feeding Tampa Bay all the big stores have it on tap you can buy a four pack and take it home and have it in your refrigerator it's phenomenal. It really is. And, and then it's, it's just another great example of a great community partner wanting to be part of what Feeding Tampa Bay is doing 
and being able to give back to the community. Right. And through the podcast that we just had, we know that we have very like minds and very similar cultures. And sometimes that's just how people are drawn together. And of course, Matt here DMing people in the middle of Super Bowl promotions. <laughs> that's right. So oh, that we can be thankful for is Twitter, LJ and Shannon, Big Storm, and you know, a great, amazing team. And for folks like you guys, Thanks. my so, RPers that come out all the way from Tampa, which I'm from too, by the way, to uh, come over to Clearwater with Matt here. But before we let you go, the question we ask everybody, other than today and your chance to sit around the table with us drinking beer, give us an experience around the table. One of your favorite memories. From feeding Tampa Bay. Any. I mean, uh, it doesn't I, have to be about me, no, but it no, could uh, be I about me uh, if you uh, wanted uh, it to. Um, <laughs> I just can't do my beard growing skills like you can, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> one of my favorite memories of feeding Tampa Bay, uh, it just won't stop for me is we were out, we were doing tornado relief uh, from a year or so ago, and we were out in, uh, um, in Pasco, and a woman came up to us and in this, in this beat up pickup truck, and she rolled down her window and she looked at me and said, thank God you're here, I'm starving. And I just turned oh. to the I just turned to the team and said, "Extra food for this woman right here." Oh. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness you brought a pickup truck because yeah. uh, we're good. But it just shows that there are people in our community that are in such need, and they're kind of in the shadows. And she was willing to come out and willing to ask for help, and it was our honor to serve her. Which so. is bravery yeah. at its finest. Absolutely, for, Love for it. truth. Yeah. Yeah. Clarissa, what about you, my friend? So one of my favorite Feeding Tampa Bay stories right now is Matt mentioned I work in our child hunger programs. And so we have a school pantry uh, actually in the Clearwater area. Yes. Um, <laughs> and one of the things about the child hunger programs is that they're so needed, it kind of breaks your heart. Yeah. Um, but at one of our middle school sites, we have middle schoolers who are able to come and choose food to go home for their families. So they're able to come through. And sometimes the middle schoolers are there for like the chips and the soda. Let's be real. They're middle schoolers. Um, um, but at one site, we have this little boy, and he comes through, and he knows exactly what his mom wants. And so he comes through, and he gets all of the groceries that that family needs for the week. And one time, the staff mentions to the mom, you know, you, you can come in. You're welcome to come in and shop. She's like, oh, no, my son's got it. He has He's a perfect grocery shopper because of everything you guys offer. We eat so good. And that just really warmed my heart. It's, yep. been, it's been a driver right now when things are kind of chaos <laughs> Yep, yep. yep. And it, yep. It, it fuels what we do. All yeah. of us, right? All the stories, the interactions, meeting the people. It's all about the people. That's yeah. who we serve. And I love that we go out into the community. The The idea of putting a food pantry in a school is, is brilliant. Yeah. I mean, yeah. where, where are the families? You know, yeah. kind of thing. Uh, and then you look at our Trinity cafes and, and the, the mobile and mega pantries. All You know, be proactive. Go where the people are. And, and you guys do a great mm -hmm. job of that. Yeah, well, guys, we, we love that you came by to support the team, that drank some beer with us, take some home. Yeah, thank you guys for being here with us. Of course. The Humana Foundation and Feeding Tampa Bay work together to address food insecurity. Our goals are to strategically bring about healthy outcomes and create meaningful, sustainable change for our neighbors throughout the 10-county region that we serve. Learn more about it at feedingtampabay.org slash programs. All right, the parade of friends continues. Yes. Lots of good people out here tasting our new beer. Yep. This one I'm really excited about. My buddy John is here with us. John Dangler, welcome to the show, man. Nice Thanks, to meet man. you. Nice to meet you. Thank you for coming out. Absolutely. It's been awesome. So, Shannon, this is your first time meeting John. What you don't know about John is that he runs a bicycle shop, but way more than that, John is one of my all-time favorite nonprofit people. Oh, and you know and that's, now he's fine. Right? Yes. Right? That's, that's all you got to say. So John thinks the way I wish all nonprofits thought. Okay. He's a social enterprise guy. He believes in the idea that nonprofits really only a tax designation. Right? That you have to be able to run a good business to make an impact in your community. And I learned a lot of that from John. So... John, tell us a little bit about, you know, we'll get to who you are and kind of the history and everything, but I want to dive into the bike shop because I think this is a really cool story. Okay. Tell us a little bit about that. About the bike shop. Yeah. Yep. What do you do? Tell me because I don't know. All right. So the bike shop is called Well Boat Bikes. Okay. Um, we 
origin story, we, so I won't go into the whole, like all these other stories, but like we ran a daytime drop-in center for the homeless in Tampa Heights before Tampa Heights gentrified and was Tampa Heights as it's known today. Um, And behind that, uh, we had a shipping container that we had a bunch of broken down bikes in. And a lot of the folks that we work with are on the streets. And a big issue is access, transportation. Can you get where you need to go? Can you afford a bus pass? And I was like, look, if you need transportation, go figure it out. There's broken bikes, there's tools. I'm sure you can figure it out. And we called that the recycle bin. We opened it a few days a week. And it was just kind of this homeless bike co-op that we ran. Well, because of all the new neighbors coming into Tampa Heights after it turns 100 years old and kind of not in my backyard in Tampa Heights, they're like, hey, y'all got to go. There's a lot of ways that happened, but we reconceptualized and we looked at what we were doing and we knew social enterprise was the way forward. And we got to learn to make some money, right? And be able to sustain the work we're doing. And and so we conceptualized Well Built Bikes. So the nonprofit is The Well, and some old man that was dropping off bikes was like, The Well's building bikes. So they're Well Built Bikes. Get it? Got it. And I was like, We're definitely not calling it that. But then over time, we're like, okay, Wubble Bikes. So we launched uh, Wubble Bikes. Actually, we were looking all over town, but it seemed like the cheapest place at the time to be uh, was actually in University Mall up by USF, which was great because there's all these students right across the street. Um, But also, malls are hurting because Amazon and half the stores are empty and like a little bit of money is better than no money. And so we were able to open up Wubble Bikes actually on Halloween 2017. We opened up this nonprofit bike shop. We sell affordable, reliable transportation um, to anyone that needs it. But then all of the service and sales revenue go into a couple programs, an earn a bike program. So people that don't, they cannot afford to meet their transportation needs. They can earn a bike through community service hours with us. Um, At the end of that program, they get bike, lights, lock, helmet, everything they need to be set up as commuters. We do some safety training, maintenance training with them. And then we do uh, what we call sliding scale repairs, which is just our for all, our full service repair shop where you come in and you need $150 worth of work, but you have 17 cents, it's 17 cents. Gotcha. Um, and so we just take what you can pay and do what we can to be there. And our idea was because everything we have done is nonprofit, we're like, listen, if we can do enough revenue and sales and service to cover the rent, and pay the staff, which we're kind of still growing into. But like, if we can break even, then we're a wildly successful business, right? Like there is no need to throw off profit. We're a nonprofit and we continue to throw off uh, bikes and earn a bikes and side scale repairs to the community and lean heavily on our um, service and sales revenue to Mm -hmm. maintain that. And uh, we are now just started since Halloween, our fifth year open. And it's, it's awesome. It's been great. So, in one way or another, stuff always comes back to food. And in this case, we're going to talk energy drinks for just a second. Talk what? Energy drinks. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Okay. Because I know where we're going. this is where I'm <laughs> jealous of John. So in a previous life, when I was working in the nonprofit world, but not for a nonprofit, I found out about a social enterprise school run by Red Bull. Yep. Oh, okay. I've had a few of those in my life. Uh, yeah. Me yeah. Too. Haven't we all? <laughs> And, and Red Bull, their way of giving back was supporting nonprofits with ideas like John's and helping them make it happen. Mm-hmm. And so John and I talked and I said, you've got to go do this thing. Yep. That's where I heard of it. And, and so John applies to Amapico yep. and gets in. And tell us a little bit about that experience. Yeah, it was incredible. And thank you for the introduction. Um, we were one of 15 people chosen in the United States um, for this program they called Amapico, which was a social entrepreneurship uh, fellowship. And they tapped their whole network. We had access to, I mean, just incredible resources, business people, all these people. They ran a 10-day kind of intensive school that was almost around the clock because it's like work hard, party hard, and we have plenty of Red Bull. And it went 10 <laughs> straight days, like in insanity. Um, it packed a month's worth of activities into the, these 10 days. It was like your kind of inaugural, like we're bringing this fellowship together. But we applied. We got accepted. We were one of 15 um, from the United States. But historically, this had actually started in South Africa. So there was a man in South Africa that had started this like social entrepreneurship program. He had gotten Red Bull to kind of take it on as, you know, they're leveraging advertising dollars, whatever, mm-hmm. trying to like uh, give access and resources to these entrepreneurs, not all nonprofit, but entrepreneurs in South Africa. They ran that for several years. 
Then Sao Paulo, Brazil, they launched one, and they had done that for a couple years. So they had it in South Africa, Sao Paulo, Brazil, and they said, you know what? We should try this in North America. So they launched one, and then they uh, flew us all out to Baltimore, which is where they, they intentionally picked a very struggling neighborhood to base everything. So all of their like spend and investment was in local kind of community. Right. Really, really well executed. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was actually, I got in there while negotiating the bike, the bike shop right. retail space. And so I actually finished the deal on the phone from Red Bull from, and I actually wrote in caffeinated beverages in our stated purposes with our contract <laughs> with the mall. Cause I was like, I don't know, something might pop off with Red Bull. Um, and so I was like, yeah, bikes, repairs, caffeinated beverages. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that's what we do. Cause you got to claim like what your store is about. Uh, and then I literally, when I got back from that 10 day trip, I remember like I was like a uh, picture, like, you know, like a, like a dog, like a greyhound dog in a dog race. Like when that thing drops and they can start running, that was me coming out of the airplane. Like I was like, I'm so jacked to get started and I'm going to get the keys and go in the space for the first time other than the tour right. landing the plane. Uh, that was in mid 2017 when we got back and then we started building it out and we opened it on Halloween. We weren't quite ready to open, but the mall was doing trick-or-treating and we're like, what are we going to not welcome <laughs> right. neighborhood kids with candy? And so yeah. we just opened and we've been open ever since. So now so our 4, anniversary is... Red Bulls, straight out of Baltimore, you launched your... Launched a bike shop. And here you yeah, are today. Yeah, yeah, up and running and yeah, it's been incredible. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So I love the bike shop. I love what you do there, but the well is a whole lot more than that. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about the rest of what your team does at the well. Yeah, I mean, you know, this goes back like to like, a, there's a long, long story that I'm sure we don't have time for, but like, I really just had convictions about, you know, I met some people that lived on the streets and I don't want to live in a city that doesn't work for everybody where people are like sleeping in an alley that smells yeah. like urine, hoping someone comes by with some dinner. And I was just like, all right, we need to do something about it. And I talked to a bunch of people into like, Let's make up excuses to be friends with and learn from people that are on the streets. And so the well did went through a lot of iterations. Um, I did not want to start a nonprofit. I actually had conviction, like I will not start a nonprofit. Uh, we were running all of this out of our house, never kind, of a, never, kind of a drop-in center or whatever, but eventually I needed to rent a building and that means I needed to sign a lease and that means I needed to raise some money and I needed some liability insurance. And so, all right, reluctantly, we started a 501c3. I was super reluctant. I, I formed go. it. But over time, that nonprofit now has become like a nonprofit holding company for initiatives like Wellbelt Bikes. And we're functionally an incubator for these kind of concepts. So now we have, I think right now we're at like five LLCs kind of held under that nonprofit, all kind of nonprofit social enterprise, like trying to build a new economy, frankly. I mean, our vision now is just to build a Wellbelt city, to kind of rebuild uh, ecosystem and economy in a way that is like Wellbelt Bikes intended to meet the needs of all of our neighbors, to be good neighbors as entities, um, and to give everything that we have to kind of build the world that we believe in and hope to live in, you know, right. as we move forward. So given what, is, what you just heard. Right. Yeah, I didn't I tell would, you any of those things that we do, actually. I, I would tell and I, you. No, and now I'm, now I'm drawn in. Good, like, good, what good, a, Okay, good, good, right? so I'm just going to say right now that we need to push pause because we're having we're going to do a remote at his place can For we come sure. over to your place we're going to go to the bike shop yeah anytime yeah no like soon like in a week you can come <laughs> to the bike shop you can come to the free market you can come i mean we got oh, yeah all kinds okay. of things okay this we got is going a whole on. another show in like a oh, week oh yeah yep so absolutely. pause stay tuned because mm -hmm. we're talking to you mm -hmm. in like a week what right. was the beer like for you it was very good um so i've always been actually back in the day i used to try to brew a little bit I was a big fan of kind of Belgian wit, which just really reminds me of, you know, the orange. And mm -hmm. I don't know if they told you, I know you were talking to those guys earlier. Is there coriander in this? Because it, it's got say, a little, but it, they it, did not say I it. Because I picture like orange, wheat, coriander, but it's, it's honey. Pasco County. Definitely honey. honey. I mean, they got that right. Because I'm like, okay, that's definitely on the label. So I, I got that. That's just <laughs> cheating. But uh, it's good. Oh, I didn't see that. So it's, Well, there you go. There you, just, you go. You just I just got a pretty little honey. glass. Well, I, I'm getting well, some you can honey. Taste it. Some notes of orange. Heavy. Yeah, yeah. You want to come on and just be like, yeah, I know what I'm doing here. No. They told <laughs> me. I just want to drink beer. And so, um, you know, been Here's enjoying it. And Red Did you Bull. drink a second one? I did drink a second one. And, right. I'm, and I'm about ready for a refill. So, yeah. Well, there so you go. That's the best uh, wow, I'm so advertising intrigued. you can get right there. 
right? So we're pushing pause. Oh, John will be back on the oh, podcast. Oh, no. For next, sure. Next show. Well, this is me, launching our let season. Let me do this to kind of... But I wanted to say before... Sorry to interrupt, yeah. John, but uh, here's the only reason why I'm not just resigning and let John, letting John take over our podcast. Because John has one. John has a podcast. And we'll direct people to that I one think too. we should just do a give and take where we join oh, you. Oh, yeah. We got to you join yours. Join us again for a full one. We can do a double episode. Of course, mine are like really long and... <laughs> Uh, you can come. I mean, we can just go two hours tears. to shoot the shit. Like, right? whatever. We just do Let's it. Like, do no it. big deal. But So, I am telling you right now, I can't wait to sit down with you, and there will be no time limit. I promise you. Well, I'll it's be good be a with long that because I can, I can go. We'll put two mics up. Your the mics, boy, the kid our can mics, talk. and we're. Kid can talk. I can tell. But I, I'm down. These beers, too. That'd be good. Okay. Yeah, for sure. We'll bring that with us. Sure. So, we're going to see you at your place in Say a couple when? weeks. I love it. Next show. All right, buddy. Thanks for coming by. Thank you so much for hanging with us. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. That was an awesome show. That yes, was, was so fun. We got to do this all the time. I, I think breweries and distilleries really should be the only places we ever record. We, that could get us in trouble. We'll see. We're just starting this review process, and you've got a friend here with us. That's right. That's what the great thing about doing these things in public is good friends stop by, you know, yes. especially if you ply them with beer. So yes. welcome Ben Kirby to the podcast. It's Thank nice to meet you in me. person. It's good to meet you. It's good to meet you. And thanks, yeah. Matt, for having me. You are social media famous in our world. So. Yes. <laughs> Am I? You walked in and I knew from your profile pic. <laughs> oh hey, that's Ben. <laughs> that's That means it's working. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Twitter Thank is you. working. Twitter is working. I appreciate you guys. So well, we you appreciate you. Stumble in today, or how'd you end up here? Uh, you invited me, which oh, I'm grateful that's for. Right. Uh, we, we you invited you. me, uh, <laughs> but it wasn't. Look, it wasn't a hard sell. Uh, I get to see you, which is always nice, uh, and I, I was pretty sure you were going to give me a free beer, that's, and you did. No, the, I put your credit card up. Oh, you got the whole deal. Excellent. So, thank you. Excellent. So you're actually you buying the beer. So. You've made a significant contribution to our mission. Well, that's important. That's good. I'm glad I could do it. I'm gonna, all right. Yeah. So here, here it goes. The moment of truth. Bottoms up. So Ben is tasting the, the honey wheat. That's outstanding. It's yes. really outstanding. All right. Um, by the way, nothing is bad at Big Storm. Can we agree right? on that? I love this place. Oh, yeah. I mean, Best group of folks. You know, and I think we've seen over the last... I'll say conveniently eight years, just an explosion of local breweries and uh, that whole thing all throughout Tampa Bay. It's such a uh, random but, number, but Big Ben. Big Storm, yeah, right? Why eight, Ben? I'll tell you in a second. I, mean, I do <laughs> want to say, I just want to give them the right plug, right? And I'll hold the glass the right way. Big Storm led the way. I'm just going to hold Cheers. it for the camera for a second. <laughs> You ben, guys this got is our right. audio. Oh, this is audio. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> can see. Just kidding. I was holding the logo to the microphone. I've already had a couple sips. Uh, eight, eight years because uh, I worked uh, uh, as Mayor Rick Kreisman's communications director for eight years. Uh, we just finished up eight, what I think were pretty great, yeah. uh, remarkable years in office. On January, I, my last day was January 5th. Uh, Mayor Welch was sworn in on January 6th and is going to keep leading a great city in, in great ways. Yeah, it's, it's exciting where St. Petersburg is now. People people who are new to the area just don't believe me when right. I tell them what St. Petersburg was like when I was in high school. Um, <laughs> right. But, you know, especially in the last eight years, but certainly over a longer arc, St. Pete has just become a completely different place. It's an amazing place. Well, one of the things, you know, we, we set out to do uh, at the outset, and in fact, it's one of the things uh, then uh, former state rep Rick Kreisman ran on in 2013 was elevating the city. And he thought that the city could really be an international destination. And I don't think there's any arguing that it is now. I mean, and by the way, we didn't do that alone. It wasn't just me. I'd love to take all the credit I, for it. But I thought it was. This is it, new it to nice. me. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been nice if it was. But uh, no, look, we, we did it with... Uh, community partners. I mean, you guys know about partnership. We do. Um, we did it with partners and we did it because good companies and organizations, Big Storm being one of them and others around Pinellas and Tampa Bay. We looked at sort of this regional picture and built it from there. And now you've got, you know, we're pretty proud of our pier that we built. We're uh, a foodie destination, a, a microbrew destination, arts destination, mm -hmm. and you can walk down Central Avenue in St. Petersburg and hear people speaking different languages. I it's that's that's cool. one measure yeah. of an international city, and I think we're there. 
Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit more about what you think of the beer. I love it. Uh, it's, you know, I'm not a food reviewer, and maybe I should be, but or maybe I shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're about to find but, out. But it's delicious, and I would, uh, if somebody were to come in here and say, what do you recommend? It's, say the name of it again, Matt. Hops for Hunger. Yeah. Hops for Hunger. I'm going to recommend this. This is absolutely, uh, look, it's, I like a beer that has kind of a clean taste to it, and that citrus gives it that little bit of kind of clean finish. You don't get a lot of that beer aftertaste. A lot of guys like that. I'm not. That's not me. So this is uh, this is outstanding. You guys did well. How did you get to this? Uh, the same way you got to Shannon, social media. Nice. Yeah, so uh, I reached out to <laughs> LJ and the, the Big Storm folks over social media, and um, you know we just kind of got talking, and I said, hey, we... Uh, you harassed people over social together. media, I, and you got beer out of the deal? Right. It yeah. used to be just you, you and You can get me. anything over social media. Matt we know that. Each other, the but. luckiest guy <laughs> in Tampa Bay. That's, that's for sure, buddy. He's good at what he hey, does. I want to f- make a beer. Tweet back at me, and then it happens. Then done. Yep, that's, that's what happens. That's right. So it happened. O- it happened over social media. It did. Yeah. yeah. It, well, you guys put together something really nice, yeah. for sure. Uh, well, they I have like an awesome lot. team here. You know, I've I'd hosted some events here before, so I just I reached out and I said, "Hey, we love you guys. Let's let's do something together." And they jumped right on it. How many have you had? We tasted it for the first time earlier in the podcast. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I think love your it. review is, is right on right on point. I love a wheat beer, so I'm I'm very happy that my favorite brewery has this, a wheat beer now. People get an insight into the kind of conversations you and I have. How long did it take you from tweet uh, through brewery process to putting this glass in front of me? Almost exactly one year. It was uh, okay in the wake of the Super Bowl last year that this conversation okay. started. So excellent. Yeah, yeah. Less than a year, we got it done. I love that. I love that. What's next? Uh, bourbon. Always bourbon. Really? That's always the answer. Oh, no. So I, that, well, you I'm know, you can come to. Uh, you can come right to. Uh, there's a. There, there's a couple <laughs> of uh, guys doing that in St. Pete. Yes. I mean. Oh yeah. Come on down to there. South St. Pete. Yeah. yeah. Got to listen to our, our old podcast. The distillery. That's right. So we've got to go. Thank you yep. so much. What are you doing today? What are you doing now after being with the mayor? Uh, I where am, can people find you? Where do people find me? People can, uh, you know what? It's a good question. I'm reflecting on the last eight years. This is a hard question. That's what it is. And uh, we're probably going to start some consulting and communications and PR. You know what? Find me like you found this beer on Twitter uh, at Benjamin J. Kirby. There you go. Love it, buddy. Appreciate Reach out to him. Thank, Thank you so you guys. much. Really appreciate y'all. You can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Feeding Tampa Bay.